Welcome to another bonus episode of All That Ish with DJ Wig and the crew. This has been a crazy one, uh, and I and I mean that in the most sincere way possible. It's been wild. Um, here's the deal: the huh, the show was great, um, but the thing is, you won't really know that because <laughs> because for some strange reason, uh, it stopped recording. It did. It did. Um, I don't know why, but it did. And here's here's the weird thing with that. Um, it stopped recording. My mother didn't get her, her Mother's Day present on Mother's Day. Um, I went to visit her, and then she ended up getting it afterwards, which is wild. But anyway, so a lot has happened. So this is not going to be a regular episode. In fact, as it is uh, shown, it is... A bonus episode but it's gonna sound like it's gonna sound like it's a regular episode you'll see what I mean check it out oh yeah it's time once again for the podcast you know and love all that all ish. that is that is with DJ Wick and the crew here they are, ready to talk about everything from political-ish, movie-ish, sport-ish, and even just plain crazy-ish. Ish. Enjoy ish. all that-ish. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, appreciate you, appreciate you. Uh, shout out to all the mothers, all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day for that right there. Uh, it's your man DJ Wig, aka Amazing. We doing it, doing it like we gotta do it. Like all sorts of stuff need needs to be talked about, and uh, we're gonna do just that. Talk about it. Um, but let me go on and and, and shut up because that's what it does. Indeed, it is. Let's. Uh, this guy is in the building as I mean he's I mean he's he's here a lot so and why not just give him some props you know aka CB the great CB the greats in the house y'all what's going on what's going on everybody mm. 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 they feeling them they feeling them okay and they must have heard you make a mean fried rice they just going crazy with it I'm okay. tearing it up right now <laughs> Rat now. Rat. R A T. Rat now. Yes, he is. Rat. That's why. Hey, why you went bullshit? I just got it out the icebox. Dang. He ain't even. Hey, that's when you know you ready. He ain't even. Forget it already. It's going. Um, We got a show and a half. So it's just us to start things off with because some, some people is. uh. At all kind of different restaurants, because they had all different parts of the of the nation. So, in some places, it's too it's, it's early enough to still be out at dinner, and that's all cool. But uh, on the uh, East Coast here, it's uh, it is nighttime, and all those festivities has kind of already happened. Yes, I am live at a rap battle right now. These dudes are giving each other the business. You hear the, you hear the crowd is hype. Nah, my, I'm watching this movie called Body. 
And uh, yo, this junk is kind of it's kind of straight, man. It's, it's kind of it's kind of tight. Um, but uh, we got a we got a decent little show. All kinds of stuff that you probably wouldn't even think that we'd be talking about is stuff that we're gonna be talking about. Uh, so without further ado, let's just uh, go ahead and get into these bad babies. Got five minutes to get five right five minutes. Minutes. Oh, suck it, suck it now. Take a topic. You got five minutes to talk about it. Oh. Uh. Yeah, let's get into these quickies. Quick shout out to Double T, aka Dr. Taylor. Yeah. What's going on with you, man? How y'all doing tonight? Welcome, 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 brother. Doing yeah. fine. Yeah, we in here. In here, you man. Happy, happy, mother's day. happy Mother's Day. Same to you, man. Yeah. We'll All right, this uh, this first story, this first story, and and uh, this thing almost done. This thing almost done. A body. Let, before I say that, let me just say this, because this is the weird part for me. Uh... <laughs> there's a restaurant it's called arby's and there's <laughs> one of their little little catchphrases is we got the meats but uh a body was found in a freezer at arby's at an arby's in uh louisiana police say the death uh seems like an accident so i don't know if, i don't know if it was an employee or or what but uh they in the they in the freezer dead meanwhile the the restaurant in which they were found dead in the freezer raves about having the meat that's problematic i i, I find it quite quite problematic what say you well i i guess uh you know, some things come to fruition. It's just a terrible pun, you know. They have the meat stored up in the meat freezer, and if somebody was dead. One of the uh, one of the comments in the, uh, I guess a little, yeah, one of the little comments that from the post that uh, Complex uh, had posted, they said they remember getting locked in a Walmart freezer. So that right there makes makes me remember because I've, I've never worked at Arby's. I don't know, but that makes me be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. I'm thinking like a deep freezer type joint. And yeah, it's a walk-in joint. Yo. So maybe the person just got locked up in there and they found them later or whatever. They're not supposed to lock. Okay, <laughs> let me see this. Yeah, it says the body of the employee, so it was an employee, was found at the Arby's in New, uh, New Liberia, Iberia, the area. Early information suggests the death may have been an accident. So right there, some way, somehow, the person got, got stuck up in there. Was it a joke? Somebody was playing a little joke and, you know, how you put the little broomstick in the door, whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But but it, it could have been something where he fell and hit his head and didn't know, and, you know. Oh, they do be slippery, slippery in there. 
is anybody you know. has anybody consulted Ving Rames on this situation? <laughs> Yo, I, you know what? I was gonna, I was gonna, no, no. He makes a very valid point because Arby's goes out and finds one of the most masculine men's voices. It yeah. happens to be a black man. Yeah, you know, to to push the whole thing that we remember we have the meats because of his voice. You're right. You know, one of the most masculine men that played a drag queen. But yeah, we just gonna yeah. let, hey, holiday, holiday heart. Right, we just we we just gonna let that go. Ain't nobody going well, back. No, 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 because that Wesley Snipes in a dress. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, two one two one foo. Yeah, yep. they did. They, they did it. Martin Lawrence. Yeah, they put them yep. all in dresses, man. That hurt me, bro. Oh, look, hey, look, but, look, look, all of Jamie Foxx, Martin. Who else is wearing dresses? It's the it's the embarrassment for the Illuminati, bro. That's what that's what that's what they say. Tyler Perry, you know, all of Tyler them gotta Perry, be in the dress. Yeah. But look, on that freezer, on that freezer note, man, I, I definitely I definitely have to piggyback. That's that I worked in the restaurant industry for a very long time. And that has always been one of my fears, man, honestly, is to get locked in the deep freezer, bro. It does the handle does not lock on a deep freezer which is that 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 is what that is what makes me suspect in this case a potential bit of foul play definitely because because those door handles do not lock they do not lock at all there's a two-way you can't lock it from the outside you can't lock it from the inside the only way to lock it from the outside is if you put a padlock on it yeah so someone would have had to go and actually like the freezers that people store stuff outside with, they would have had to actually put a padlock on it so that person could not get out. And if there was a situation with that door, somebody else would have potentially gotten locked in that freezer that goes, imagine how many people are going in and, in and out, out of that freezer yeah. constantly yep. to get products. They're going multiple times a day. That's why I suspect foul play. There's going to be an investigation in that. And um, they just really, we just really going to need to know whether or not that person was deceased before they actually got into the freezer or not. Because there's most definitely a way to tell if that's the case or did that person freeze to death. So there's got to be more, you know, look forward to hearing more information about that coming up in the in the, in the the coming months. Oh, definitely. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. If they, because I'm like this, when they showed up, was there no lock on there? So then that says the person put it on there. Then they took it off. And then they took it off. Yeah. Right. So it's like, ooh. Yeah. Um, but And then why would they say it was accidental? Like, why are they saying it was accidental? They immediately, you, you're saying they immediately moved to it was an accident. Yes. So that leads, leads me to believe that they know more than what they put out. You know, sure. they did. Yeah. There was a lock was put a on there. I'm reading out if there was a woman. Oh, wow. The the victim was. Yes. Oh, wow. And look, if you ever worked in a restaurant, bro, you only get 10 minutes to go smoke a joke. So, yeah. and I can't tell you, I can't tell you, if somebody don't come back in them 10 minutes and you working in a restaurant, you better believe somebody come and look for you, bro. Cause they want to know why you not back on the line or and why you ain't where you supposed to be. Yeah. And where you exactly. So somebody going to come looking for you. That's that sound like foul play to me. All the way around. 
Yeah, all the way around. And for those who can't really picture it, because maybe you don't you don't have no ties to a restaurant or anything like that, imagine the beer cave. Uh, like at, at the different stores you might go to. They got the beer cave where you can open up the little junk and be in the back. You know what I mean? Imagine imagine something like that. Of course, it's it's smaller, and they got the little racks on it where different food is there, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, yeah, they, they, you got that that whole thing going on. It's there's no possible way that it was a mistaken kind of thing. It's this is just ugly. I wonder if um like who who found her? Cause they oh, another another employee. I'm, 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 I bet because who what who locked up that night? Didn't check. You know what I mean? Oh, I guess she already went home. They threw the lock on there. Whoever came in on that morning shift was like, oh, jump, unlocked it, see the girl up in there. For them to just jump straight to to accidental? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, no, no, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, an investigation is underway after a woman's body was found in the freezer of a new library restaurant on Thursday, May 11. But investigators don't suspect foul play. Uh, KATC news reports. According to KATC, an employee discovered the body of another employee Thursday evening. Officers with the New Liberia Police were called to an Arby's restaurant located on Admiral Door Drive around 6.30 p.m., according to Sergeant Deshina, Deshia, excuse me, Hughes, a spokesperson for the department. The station in New Liberia uh, reported police said an employee found a female uh, employee unresponsive in the freezer. It added uh, the identity of the employee will not be released at this time. Uh-huh. See, that sounds sounds like they might be a, a minor or something. I don't, yeah. or, or they haven't. Or, so, so what has to happen is they have to contact the family before they're able to release anything. So I don't know that how long that should have taken. Yeah, I don't know. Uh oh, look like we might have lost uh the doc. Might have lost him. Okay, he might come back on, but it dropped off. Uh oh, and he's back just like that. All right, um, we'll move on to this next this next topic. The next topic is oh <laughs> oh yeah, um. Lakers have have done something miraculous. You know they've beat the defending champ, uh, them, them Oaktown boys, no longer Oaktown boys, but Golden State Warriors. Um, and but before they did that, they had to deal with Memphis, them Grizzlies, John Morant, and Dylan Brooks, who because of his mouth had all sorts of I don't know. He got it. He got more than his fifteen minutes because of of that. But ch- check this, if you will. A diss song has been made about about the young brother. Check it out. Check it out. Man, fuck Dylan Brooks. He ain't even in the league now. Kick his ass out. Now they got him saying me how for eight, three for nine, three for ten. He need more makes. Man, it's light skin nigga 
shooting tour dates. That nigga thought he ate when he said that he poked a bear. Pass the fucking ball, stop shooting, you supposed to share. Now your ass in China, you gon' find out the hard way. Damn, now I can't bet you wonder on my parlays. When you say you fine in the West, they gon' teach you, Ja. Dylan Brooks a bitch, better learn your Kamichi wife. Damn, how the fuck this nigga even have a job? They gave him 12 million, man, the Grizzlies getting robbed. Man, fuck Dylan Brooks, he was talking shit to Draymond. When I see he playing, I don't even turn the game on. Hella bricks, hella fouls, man, this nigga really boring. Shoulda known you was gon' flop like that shit you did in Oregon. Yeah, fuck Dylan Brooks, fuck Dylan Brooks. Is it me or is that junk just kind of slamming? I, I kind of, I kind of like it. I ain't gonna, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Bro, is that is that Shaq on the track, bro? It kind of sound like Shaq on the uh, on the hook. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is it's uh, it's, it's kind of catchy. It's it's provocative. Um, so is that is that not what he deserved though, bro? I Running so. his mouth. Yeah, I think so. You know. It, it it like a lot has been said since he has run his mouth and got his tail whooped. But this this diss track because it is is it's kind of hidden. And uh let me see the numbers on it. I gotta I gotta double check the numbers. Now it I was looking it up somewhere and it did not uh it said that the audio, there's no audio to this video. Cause it was on it was on Instagram. And then I had to look it up on YouTube and then on YouTube there's so many so many people have posted it and like all of the all, like every all the posts got major numbers like all of them have like major numbers on them so it's kind of funny you know I'm like it's catchy it's catchy for sure it's catchy. so because of all of that I halfway felt bad for him like it's on, it, it, it's, it's on Spotify though it's on Spotify <laughs> you lying Damn. Yeah, this track, Dylan Brooks, this track, Dig Bar, Listen, Spotify, Music, and Deezer. Oh, that's sad, man. That's like, ah, see, and that's why Halfway making me feel bad for him. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for him, bro. And this is why I don't feel bad for him, bro. Here we go. Here we go yet again with a generation of little boys that's trying to pretend and be hard like men who ain't never went through nothing in their life, mm. right? But now all of a sudden they hard as hell or they from the streets or they a gangster now and they ain't never lived that life. Same thing with Ja Punk ass. Mm. You know, everybody didn't call Ja out on, on his whole life story, bro. Private schools and everything. Yeah. You know, you better watch out. Whoever made that Dylan Brooks job might pull a gun on you, boy. You better. <laughs> that's 22. And that's the thing. <laughs> that's 22. And, and that's the sad part. You talking about cats, they, they trying to be hard. They trying to be this. They trying to be that. The sad part is, like, he like he can't do none of that. Like, he could say what they could say whatever they want to. He not about the he not about that life, so he not about to do nothing. You know what no. I mean? Like no. that's the crazy part. Unless, and here's where it gets weird. Unless he starts believing his own hype, and see that's when it gets scary. Well, I think that's the problem is that he was believing his hype. And I don't he think got he believes it yet. I don't think he believes it yet. <laughs> you talking about Ja or or Dylan Brooks? Well, both of them, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess both of them. Let's let's just be real about it, Ja. It was because people found out. It wasn't because he got checked. Now, if he had been checked, that would have been a whole different thing. 
then he would have been awakened to the fact that, bruh, this ain't you. That's how yeah. that would have went down. But because he didn't but, get checked, people just found out. That's all that happened. Oh, somebody so, found out. So here's here's a here's a here's a question. You know, while I while I try to frame it up for y'all, <laughs> the question is <laughs> the, the the question is, man. To be honest with you, do you have to have some sort of in today's modern NBA? Let's call it what it is. Do you really need to have some sort of street credibility or some sort of gangster about you to really be an NBA star? Because there's no more and one tours. There's no more Allen Iverson. There's no more cats like that that's coming into the league. But to get to the league, your parents have probably had to pay thousands of dollars in AAU fees to send you to play travel ball, mm. to send you to go play at a certain school, go all out their way, drive you every day. There ain't no more gangsters and thugs coming out, people who ain't been through something in their life that's coming to the league. So do you really need this sort of like half-assed street credibility to be a, a, a basketball star now? I because think we know it, that ain't where you coming from. It depends on what spaces that you are trying to be in and associated with. Um, I think we've seen it countless times where you have somebody, whether they're an athlete or a celebrity uh, of another sort, whether it be music or movies or whatever, they, they, they'll have a bunch of these people around them, their entourage, if you will. And the entourage, mm -hmm. will, they'll, go, they'll, they'll go to some club. They always happen to go to some club where us common folks go. And yeah. things turn left. Why? Because you have individuals that are hungry. They're they're continually trying to make moves to get out of set areas. Right. And then here Fact. you come flaunting whatever it is you want to flaunt, acting real big. What my man said in uh in belly. I don't like this shit. I don't, I don't like this shit. Yeah. And then they sit there and say, all right, since you down here, let me go and pull your card. Let's see what's good. Let me just check. And now and then and then, hey, the question will come up. What's Keep good? Lying. What's good? Decline. <laughs> and then there you go. This junk the don't work down here. Decline. Right. That's when they get that wake-up call. And here's the thing. And here, this is the thing that always boggles me. How much time are we working with? We good, we good on time. We good on time. Here's the thing that, that, that I'm thinking, like, okay, even if that was you, guess what? You've been away. You're buying houses in L.A. You're going here. You're going there. You're traveling over to China. You're doing all this stuff. While you're doing that stuff, the game is changing. Now you come back thinking you good. You got a pass. Bruh, that pass is expired. It's expired. It's a whole yeah. different game out here. People, be they kill me with that. Like, nah, this this ain't you. Like, this not you. But, it, I mean, it's whatever. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. The only the only reason you should be taking your ass back to hood is to hand out turkeys and That's do camps yes. and to do camps and help bring the other young brothers up right along with you. Yeah. That's that's the that's the only only thing. You know, your mama you, guess what? Your mama should not still be there. That, that, not the that's a that's violation. The yeah, that's a violation. If your mother still lives there, so you're saying, hey, I got to go back because I got to visit my moms, then guess what? You ain't living right. You foul. 
Right. There's no reason she should still be there. I think we beat a dead horse. So. CB, what you got on that? Close, closing that uh, out. Hey, 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 I agree with both of you guys. I surely do. Um, Boy. <laughs> hey, I, I, I quote unquote, I'm supposed to live in a middle class neighborhood. Yeah. Hell, if I get several million, I ain't even come back here. Yeah, de- uh, definitely. <laughs> so, Where he live, I don't know. That's the that's what the, your answer would be. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, what do you look like? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't don't do that. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna go ahead and start the clock on this one because I don't think we're gonna be talking about it, but for too long. But uh, let me go and click that, click clack, and then. Let me find where is my boy at? Where where is he at? Not him. Um Yes, Mr. Mark Jones. He uh Mark <laughs> Mark Jones. If you don't know, this man has been he been dropping he's always been had a a a, a cool way, you know, of of commentating uh, at the at the the coat heels and on the shoulders of um, other greats um, like uh, what's my man um, start with an S <sighs> used to do all the uh, the commentating and everything and he, the ESPN shows I can see his face now with the glasses Stu Stu yes oh my gosh yes oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. at the heels uh, I mean without without folks like that there wouldn't be no Mark Mark Jones. Um, but ESPN's Mark Jones, it, he's 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 clever with it. Let's just listen listen to some of this right in here. Toronto, when uh, he went off in the third quarter, he was hitting shots like this. The ball had ice on it when it came down. The ball was in the air so long, it should have had a movie on it. He torched <laughs> the Raptors in the third quarter so badly that. QB Brown and I were calling this game. I thought this is going to be an instant classic. When we went to commercial, I said, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back to LeBronto, we'll have the fourth quarter. He he fucked up with that. But in the series with uh, between, what is it, Philly and and, and Boston, (laughs) this this man went and said that – (laughs) <laughs> that the, that that they'd be smoking that Philly pack in Boston, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> he's being allowed to say all kind of stuff." And I think part of it is because he knows he can, and the second part is because he knows that a lot of the uh, stuff shirts in the offices won't understand what he's saying; they'll just like the ratings because. <laughs> Cause I'm like, how he get away with that? Really, for real. Smoking on that Philly pack tonight. That's crazy. That's what he said, though. Uh, do you think just because uh, someone like uh, a Mark Jones says this smooth jive talk on uh, the, their commentary um, that it is still not appropriation in some sense of the word? I guess by the entity that hires him. Because it can't be appropriation if it's his culture. He he's a a black man in America. Not to say that his story is that story, um, and not all of us in the diaspora fit into some 
little cog or shape, but generally that that language is spoken amongst us. So it's not an appropriation on his side. But would you argue that uh, on on the 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 legs, if you will, of ESPN, that would be considered appropriation? Unless you think right. about it. Isn't it all appropriation? Isn't it, you know, right? I don't know, is it? He's, he's there for a certain reason. And you're saying that if he he's being allowed to speak in a non-traditional kind of format because they he's black and they know that that could be their way in? Or if, 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 if trouble comes, he's black and that's their way out. Ah, well played. Well played. Who, brothers, who, who, who is, who is ESPN's target market? Their target market? I don't know. ESPN's, ESPN's target market. Think about SportsCenter, bro. SportsCenter comes on all day. Yeah. All day. Most of your predominant shows that come on ESPN, your first takes, all of those shows, them shows come on around what time of day, bro? When when brothers should be at work, mm. when people should be at work. I can't watch first take. I got to go back and catch the clips, right? The only reason I catch my, ES, my other ESPN is because I listen to it on the way in the morning. Mm. So ESPN target market is... Brothers that ain't got no job that sit at home all day. <laughs> right? Good way to So if you sit there and put somebody who they can identify with and who speak like and talk like them, then it's a win. Then you 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 it'll spin. And yeah. not now you appealing to your target market. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even think and, about that. And and if you mess up, you got somebody who's "Quote unquote blessed that can get off, and, and we give grace, right? And we give more great, we give more grace to anybody else, and we'll get up there and suck and jive and be like, oh man, it wasn't that bad, man. What did he what say, man? What? It wasn't really that bad, man. You know, we'll get at, we'll give him a pass. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't want to see, we like his show at nine thirty in the morning." Or whenever it is that he come on <laughs> while we at work and he on at 9.30 oh, in the morning. We man. like that, brother, man. So we're going to go ahead and let that slide. Dang. Yeah, man. Yeah, they win-win. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. All right, so that was the, I think that was the last, yeah, that was the uh, last quickie. So we got we to gotta do what we got to do with this. I like how we playing cleanup music and and CB is actually, actually cleaning. <laughs> Man had the broom and the, the dustpan, baby. It was something on the floor. It was mm. pissing me off. There's that. There's that. All right, now we we about to run into these these uh these big topics here. Um, yeah, we about to we about to run into to this big junts. And now we'll start it off with this one. I thought it was quite interesting on a. 
uh, a podcast that actually comes on uh, what's my man's name? The uh, Senator Porter. The Senator Porter twenty twenty uh, is his uh, Instagram handle, if you want to call it that. But he has a uh, a podcast, and he was up there, and he was talking about joining a particular organization that uh, helps folks out. But he was up there talking to uh, Dan Fulkerson and uh, the uh, Bulldog Lawyer as well. That's who he had on the show. But he brought up a, a program that was kind of interesting. Let's uh, let's check this thing out. Unpack this thing just a little bit. <clears throat> and then more impactful things in my life. You know the other thing I should get you involved if, in if you want to? Just in time for foster youth. I've sat on the board for six years. It's absolutely amazing. What it is is when foster kids hit 18, right? They go, here's your bag. Pack up your shit. Get out. No. Most of them are homeless within a year. 50% are homeless within a year. Wow. What we do at Just In Time, we come in and help them transition from 18 to 27. You need a mentor? Let's hook you with a mentor. You need business coaching? Let's hook you with business coaching. You need a house? Let's get you in a home. You need a car? Let's get you a car loan. Let's get you in a car. Let's get you the normal help that a normal kid would get instead of, here's your bag, get your shit, get out. So we're always looking for mentors. It's an amazing community. I like that, that nonprofit has been one of the more impactful things in my life. Just in time, just in time. Your thoughts about, about the program, your thoughts about the need for said program. What do you, what do you got? I, I don't think the need is just for kids getting out of foster care. I think a lot of kids just need that journey. And if you don't and you get to where you have some success in life, you're going to pick it up somewhere. You know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's a brilliant program. I just think the need is big. So how, I mean, how would fulfilling that need, how would that look? to you what would be your approach in making that actually uh a reality i mean well honestly one time we did do it what he's talking about is like home economics which was taken out of schools yeah you know a lot of practical skills that you learned in schools that um i'd say man i was taking those uh, in the eighth grade ninth grade and then by the time my senior year rolled around in 87 most of those skills have been moved over to uh, technical college and you had to pay to get it. So, um, all that good Votex stuff. And, um, what was the one, um, I can't even think not, uh, what was the name of that program? Job Corps. Oh man. That's uh actually that's not a good program. No, I'm just thinking. They there used but, to be yeah, all kinds of like little different yeah all kind of different uh, programs like that and they're just they've they've gone like they're, well, they're they no, privatized. no more. I mean, well now they like you said now they're trying to have people pay for them. Like who who got the money to do well, do that? that? That started in the in the uh, mid to late eighties. You know before before that all of those programs nested themselves in schools. You can walk out of high school with a trade. Some type of trade. Right? In the mid-80s, they moved over to the technical college thing, technical school. And what they did is they pulled all of those free things out, and they made kids pay for them after they came out of high school. 
there are a lot of kids in my school when I graduated, um, they went to the technical college in high school. Like that was their elective. Oh yeah, yeah. Like so half the day they, you would go to Votech. So for yeah, the second yeah. second half of the day you'd go over there and yeah. then go home after that. Yeah. Whether it be yeah. working on cars or cosmetology type stuff. There was always welding. They had all these yes. different things. Woodwork. Hey, catch, catch me up catch me up right quick, man. I had I had a little side conversation, bro. I had to join oh, so it's all good. Catch, catch me up real quick. No, we're talking about this uh this program just in time. Uh, where they help what seventeen year seventeen to twenty seven year olds kind of transition into not being in foster care, as opposed to the current system of okay you're eighteen, uh, I can't make no more money off of you get out of my house. <clears throat> so with that program, one of the things CB said was look there has to be more done. Uh, and then we kind of segued that into talk, uh, talking well, about well, what what was that? I'm sorry, did I misquote you? Yeah, yeah. The need is bigger. The need kids is are, bigger. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The need is kids bigger. Kids in foster care aren't the only people you know, kids that need that. Yeah. And then we started talking about all those vocational type programs that used to be in place that were either taken away, private or privatized, and uh, required some type of money. I mean that's the classic Antoine Fisher right there. Yeah. The uh the, the foster kid, you're out of foster care, get out of my house, you know. Yeah. Next thing your best friend gets his head blown in and you in the navy. You know. <laughs> He's like, he tell, yeah, that, that's, that's the blueprint. That's the blueprint. Well, if uh, that's you know, our, our country our country has, has, has done that. You know, has done a lot of those things for a, a long time now, and and so, you know, people in in the legislation want to talk about crime and they want to talk about um, issues, um, but let's let's be let's be honest, man. If you if you take a kid who is you know we could just say the least of these because of their circumstance, and you kick them out, what do you think? What do you think they're going to gravitate to, especially if they don't have if they don't have the skills necessary to maybe navigate life the way that somebody, you know, that, that comes from a, a household with a little bit more structure would have. And I'm not saying that those kids can't be successful, but they don't have the structure. They're going to obviously gravitate toward the first thing that gives them some sort of structure in their life. And that's probably going to be the streets. It's probably going to be some sort of violence. There's probably that outcome is not going to be a productive outcome. And so if you want to help eliminate those types of things, then you have to start providing some sort of pathway for those kids. They didn't ask to be in foster care. They didn't ask to be given up that way. You know, truth be told, a mama probably should have popped the plan B, you know, or did something, you know, or took it you know, or swallowed one of the two. So it's, it's a bad situation, but it ends up being a bad situation. It's bad for the kids. It's bad for the, for, you know, for everybody around them. If that kid turns to, you know, turns to the negative thing. And then here you go. The great United States military shows up and they like, Hey, we'll take you. You know, we'll take it. We'll we'll do that, right? Ain't we'll, nobody, we'll bring it, it. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I'm gonna take away all your other choices. 
Right. And leave you with this one. Funnel, I'm a funnel you. Yep. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. And then somebody is undoubtedly gonna say, Well, how are we gonna how are we gonna pay for that? Right? That here here we go with you liberals talking about government, more government programs to take care of to take care of people. Right? Yeah. It's about we we gotta get them, we gotta get them off of social service programs. All right, so now you got a whole nother conversation, and nobody's nobody's gonna want to pay for that because they've been paying for a social service. They're gonna see it as that what we've been paying for a social services situation for that kid's entire life. Now it's time for them to get out, pull themselves up by their bootstraps, and get out there and make their own way in life. Love them bootstraps, man. Them bootstraps. Love them bootstraps. <laughs> yeah, or, or or the other the other one. I was a self-made man. Oh, yeah. self-made. That six. What's that? That six million dollars self-made. Self-made uh, man. That's I, I, I own I own land and property. Mm, 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 my crops mm. brought in millions. Did it all on my own. <laughs> yeah. It just magically happened. I just stood on the yeah. balcony of my plantation. <laughs> and it happened. Boom, boom, right. boom, boom. Right. It's magical. You know, all, all these dudes were self-made. He was a self-made. Really, you know, nah. that, that, that mindset really loves to use uh, that phrase. Switching speeds just a little. And I know uh, <laughs> I know this man gets a, a bad rap at sometimes. But, uh, hey, he was. He used to be. If if nothing else, you can say he used to be a proud Laker. Um, but he he had some issues. He got with one of them Kardashians, and things kind of went left when uh, the Kardashian folks was done with him. But Lamar Odom uh, has purchased three drug rehab centers. He says he has finally found his purpose. The Odom Wellness Treatment Centers are aiming to save lives that have been adversely affected by substance abuse. Uh, Lamar has transformed his life. Now he's making a significant business investment to do the same for others. This is uh, an article posted in Essence and written by Jasmine Browley. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't laugh and I'm not trying to laugh. Um, and you know what? It's, it, it's fine. It's fine. He's in a position to where he could spend some money to help some folks. He's been in the position of having substance abuse. Um, it's for me, it's the, the optics of it all, because like how far does the fact that you used to have, or you still battle your issues with, uh, drugs, like how far does that get you as far as, being able to say, you know what, this is a good idea. Uh, I I just think um, when you when you uh, push back all the issues for real, for real, you talking about money. Yeah, I mean, what he's doing is a good investment. Uh, the the problem is it's skirted in, in so many other things. You know, uh, privatized. 
prisons and all that stuff. Yeah. You're, you're putting your money someplace where you're always going to have, uh, you know, a bunch of federal money running through. And if you know the right people, they're going to push folks to that. I order, I order you. you know the right. Well, that's the thing. I order you to some, some rehab and he right there. Like, Hey, we got some openings. You're on the front line before prison. Yeah. Or, or, or you're a judge's choice now. I mean, it was, let's just be real about it. It was just last year. It was just last year that he had his, uh, the launch of his, his, his cannabis brand. Rich Soil Organics. Uh, it was aimed at cultivating organically grown pesticide-free cannabis. All right. So that was a year ago. I don't know what the the status is of that particular business. I have not seen the business model for it, nor have I opened up the book showing uh, all their cute little revenue, if they, you know, so have some. But... Now all of a sudden he's opening or has has he has bought and purchased these three uh substance abuse spots. Just saying. Well he's catching dollars on both ends. That's what it looks like. I mean he Yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's that's that's a money grab. That's I mean that's a money grab, and, and here's this is this is what I have a problem with, bro. If you you know, you you basically opening up like a Betty a Betty Ford. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if that's if that's what it is, you know, you're opening, you know, you're 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 not out here doing the Lord's work. You're not, you know, if you if you are really serious about helping people and battling addiction and all of this other stuff, you would be, you know, you would put put something up on Skid Row where you helping people to be able to get out. Um, and really, really battle the people who are really fighting with addiction. You know, he had acute crack addiction, you know, which is insane how somebody with that much money chooses to have an addiction to one of the cheapest damn drugs there is, right? Mm. Like, of all of all the things that he could have done, he decided to be a crackhead. So, I don't, I don't know. I think it's disingenuous. I don't think you should get all in the public and you know, talking about how much good work you're doing and everything, man. You just basically bought a paid rehab clinic, and you know, and you and you're not really who who are you really helping? People who have ten thousand dollars a week to come sit up in the in the in the rehab joint, or the everyday person who's struggling with addiction who doesn't have necessarily the means to afford the type of treatment that they need. Yeah. Well, my question would be this. Is it him himself or is he part of an investment group? And if he's part of an investment group, who else is in that group? And Probably. We, you know, I, and, and, and essence is just. All right. The episode went on from there. It was uh, it was a good episode. <laughs> the, look, here's the thing. The part that you didn't hear was better than the part that you did amazing how that happens but hey you just didn't get to hear it that's how it is um with that hey next week will be a regular episode so you have that to look forward to yeah thanks this has been a bonus episode of all that ish with dj wig and the crew 
feel free to check them out on Instagram at allthatish underscore official. Thank you.